Yeah, so this is what... This is the Imperial Garrison. What's your call sign, pilot? It's... Um, it's... Say something. Rebel? Uh... Rebel Rock Radio. Rebel Rock Radio? There is no Rebel Rock Radio. Well, there is now. From the far reaches of the Outer Rim to the city planet of Coruscant, it's the podcast that gives you sweet jams and all those pop culture hits. It's Rebel Rock Radio. What it is, everybody. Hopefully, everyone is having a great night. Man, what a week it has been. Uh, again, tonight, we have uh, our good friend Donovan uh, with us. Hi, guys. I'm he, back. He is enthusiastic. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, uh, yeah, as we... Uh, as we promised last week, we're going to continue, and I think this is our last one of Are They Real series, uh, and we're going to talk about cryptids tonight. Plus, we're going to play uh, you know, a lot of uh, good songs uh, and whatnot, but yeah, man, I am telling you, the chat is already hopping. You know, we got uh, Dragon Buddy dropped in. We got uh, Shanti from Pop My Cultures in. Ubaldo's here. Tina. Man, I'm telling you, it is just going crazy. All right, chat, start listing your favorite cryptids. What are what do you like? I'm telling you, this is going to be fun. Absolutely fun. All right, let me look over here at my show notes. I'm still not used to all of this stuff uh and whatnot but you know uh we're just glad that you're here uh if you're uh, here uh, watching in the youtube and uh in our chat of course make sure you smash that like button make sure you subscribe and always ring that bell bung that way you know when our latest episode is coming out so yeah we thank you for uh for showing up here if you're listening to us on our uh, uh, on the audio formats, wherever you hear all the latest and greatest audio podcasts, hop on over to YouTube, join the chat, see what it's all about, see what all the shenanigans are, because we definitely have uh, lots of shenanigans in the chat, great discussions, man, I'm telling you. But we are a proud member of the Red 5 Network. Make sure that you uh, uh, follow us uh, over there. You can uh, do our bio link, which is, I don't have it written down, and I can't find that button. 
man, if there was only somebody that was there to press the button and up, oh, yeah, see, magic button press. All right, yes, bio.link slash red5. We have all sorts of podcasts that are there, uh, over 30. If for whatever reason we're not quite your flavor, go check us out. There's going to be somebody out there that you're going to love listening to. Of course, if you want to follow us along even more, you could join us with our bio link, bio.link, Rebel Rock Radio. And uh, yeah, uh, keep up with all the latest and greatest that we have out there on that. Bio.link, Rebel yeah, Rebel Rock Radio. And of course, if you'd like to support us, we have another way for you to do that. And that is, we have a merch store. Merch. 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 So uh, go check out our merch store. It's on T Public. I'm sure that uh, that will scroll across the bottom uh, here any moment. See, there it goes. Tpublic.com slash user slash Rebel Rock Radio. Make sure you put the slashes in there or the dashes, rebel-rock-radio. That way you can find us. Uh, you know, hey, get Rebel Rock Radio logo on all the latest and greatest fashions, onesies, pillows. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's all sorts of like cooking utensils and aprons and shirts and overalls and probably soon to come lingerie or anything you never know if it's going to be uh, apparel and you want the rebel rock radio logo on it we can accommodate you i am sure (laughs) all right yeah see you didn't expect that one there donna no no i didn't but i'm i'm kind of down for it i'm telling you (laughs) Also, uh, one last way for you to support us is uh, going over to our Patreon. Uh, We have a Patreon page, uh, whereas a little as $1, $1 a month helps us out a lot. We have different tiers, all sorts of different cool stuff that we have. We have tiers where you can even pick a topic for us to talk about. But we also have this amazing list of people who have already supported us. And that list is Dave and Kelly, Chris, Don, Nicholas, Scott, Kim, Amanda, Mandy, Justin, Charlie, and Chantel. Thank you guys so much for all the support. We really love you. We couldn't do it without you. Thanks so much. But, of course, this is Rebel Rock Radio. And it wouldn't be Rebel Rock Radio without... Yep. It wouldn't be Rebel Rock Radio if it wasn't Steve. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, Steve. I am glad that you are here. Hi. How's it going? Hi. Nice to see you here. Yeah. Hello. hello. And we've got a chat room. We got a full chat room. Holy cow. Oh, man. Yeah, we do. Uh, Hey, we even got the Science Fictionary came up. So, uh, ooh, uh, he says Natchez has a uh, Bigfoot birthday batch. Very cool. And then, hey there, uh, Tina and Chantel and Ubaldo. Spencer's here. Me. 
Very cool. Spencer, so what are we doing? What are we, where are we at now? What are we, where are we at? What are we getting ready to do? We are getting ready to play a song, my friend. Ooh, perfect timing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Who would have thought? Awesome. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Let's look at the list. Oh, yeah. So this first song comes from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, by a band called The Carolyn. And they put an EP out last month in uh, June uh, called Harmful History. And on that EP, they did a cover of the Cranberries song, Salvation. You guys remember that song? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't. don't. And if you don't, you'll probably recognize it when it comes on. So they did a cover of that song, and that is what we're going to play so here is Salvation by the Carolyn. by the carolyn good tune good very good here here's your earl sighting yeah he, uh, earl. He, earl. he actually is here in the room but he's hiding behind the uh hiding behind the sofa here and he's not necessarily hiding he's just hanging out and uh getting some rays awesome awesome well but, steve you're uh, uh you're back yeah how was your week? 
Um, it it was good. It was a very interesting week. Um, very. Um, I could use the word eventful, but it, I mean, it wasn't really crazy eventful. Just uh, something new and interesting popped up this uh, this past week. Um, so uh, last. Um, yeah, it's almost been a week. So Saturday, I started a new part-time job um, at a game store, like a uh, like they sell uh, tabletop RPGs. Awesome. And um, and yeah, so I started doing that Saturday, and uh, that's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, so it's a it's a store that just opened up here in Norman, Oklahoma. Um, and it opened up uh, over a week ago. I mean, it's been, I, uh, they opened up on a Monday and uh, I started on Saturday. But in fact, I mean, technically they're actually not even um, open per se. They're like, uh, they're kind of in a soft opening phase. Right. So um, the grand opening actually is not until the 11th of August, uh, but it's been open and, you know, customers have been coming in and uh, we've been selling stuff and playing games with people and sitting around reading new games and discovering new games. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And um, tomorrow night is going to be our first official D and D night. Um, so we kind of we kind of designated Fridays as D and D night for now. We're gonna you know we got to take some time and gauge the uh, gauge the landscape. Uh, but yeah, so there's gonna be a couple of us running uh, running D and D games. So I'll be running one. Nice. And um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. The guy that owns it is really cool. Uh, the name of the store, by the way, I don't remember if I mentioned that, but it's called DM Dave's. Nice. Uh, Dave's a pretty cool guy and he, uh, he actually designs games. Um, and I'm, I'm going to mention that a little bit more when we, I guess, when we talk about our picks, if, if you guys have any, uh, I have one, I think. Okay. If I can remember what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's been, that's been the bulk of my week. Um, Last week I watched uh, Oppenheimer. Such a good movie. Yeah. Such a good movie. Yeah. Um, y- yes, Megan, that that is actually part part, part of my job is to uh, GM games. Uh, in addition to you know your regular retail stuff, you know people come in and want to look for stuff and want to buy stuff and want to talk about games and you talk to them about game so yeah yeah it's really nice nice um but yeah so i watched i watched oppenheimer um that's pretty much uh, yeah that's the only movie i watched last week cool yeah how about you guys what you been up to donovan uh i had a uh, another downtime in the ring interview earlier this week uh I want to say that this one 
since we're only like a year apart um, and he was given a company to take over in Kentucky that this one was is a lot more of a it kind of sounds like we're marks I mean even though he owns it and he currently still wrestles and everything it was more of us just being excited for what the future of you know being in our mid-20s and owning a wrestling company so we were excited for that that was probably the highlight uh I had a Barbenheimer weekend I didn't have Justin Oppenheimer weekend I saw both of them um scary how both of them are very similar story-wise <laughs> it's so fun how they're similar story-wise because they were both first launched in Japan <laughs> uh, kind of but uh <laughs> it was more of like a more of like a a deeper meaning towards both stories that I was that at least I took from it and I'll, I'll put it in. I, I did a vlog for that. So it'll go up on the drop zone uh, YouTube channel for anybody who wants to watch that and see my, uh, my takes on those two movies. But yeah, that was my week. Nice. Nice. Um, I only got to see one of those uh, have not seen Oppenheimer yet, um, but I, I did catch the other one. Um, unfortunately, um, I was not impressed. Um, just, yeah, um, just was not impressed. Uh, I, I think mainly because I have small girls. Yeah. And they were, and I didn't take them. I wanted to check it out because I've heard all sorts of stuff first. Yeah. So I thought, let me check it out just to see, make sure. Because, oh, Dad, we want to see Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. And it's not one to take young kids no. to. Um, it's PG-13 for a reason. Um, and it's not a Barbie adventure. Uh, it is a Barbie... Um, it's I don't a say man manifesto. Because uh, that's a little too strong of a word, but... Lots of ideology that is in mm. the movie um, that, yeah, brings it above what I originally thought. And, yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's all right. Um, hmm. Interesting. Know. Yeah, it, it was it was different. Donovan, what did you think of uh, Oppenheimer? So, when the project was originally announced, I got excited. And then once they said that Christopher Nolan was going to direct it, I knew that it was going to be a hit out of the park. I love history, especially World War II history. So, to see, yeah. to see this be on a screen to where we can see all these different aspects of him as a you know hero and no spoilers but also as a villain in a case because we all know what he created um it was it was beautifully written it was beautifully produced it was directed everything i can't have a single bad comment about oppenheimer at all um other than i have to wait so long before i can see it again which is probably going to be tomorrow Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm a big history buff too. So, um, 
when it was first announced, what, like a year and a half ago or yeah. something like yeah. that, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to see that. Yeah, yeah, totally I want to see it. I just see need that. to get over there. Uh, I have a friend of mine works over uh, at one of the theaters, and that's how I got into yeah. check out uh, Barbie. And But the uh, crazy enough, Oppenheimer was really full almost yeah. every showing yeah. that I could make uh, where Barbie was not as well see, attended uh during the times that i could go see it so and ar around here at least to the theater that i i frequent they are both like generally sold out like i was going to go see barbie a few days ago but there were no tickets left so yeah yeah um but yeah so yeah open has been the same way and and i'll eventually probably go see it again it was it was so good it's silly and murphy like he played that part so well. Oh, yeah. So well. Um, the interesting thing is the tourism side, I guess you would call it, for the Trinity site. Mm. They're full for October. They're Because yeah. uh, they only open it up uh, one day in October and one day in April. And uh, they, they said that uh, if you go... Uh, that make sure you have a full tank of gas because you're probably going to be sitting there for a while in order to get in. So um, is that like the, um, but like the, the, the little town that they lived in while they were doing it, is that still there? Los, Los Alamos. Yeah, that's it, still there. Um, the everybody, uh, when they're at the Trinity site, which is so, um, Los Alamos is north of Albuquerque. Yes. Almost in between Albuquerque and Santa Fe to the north. Mm -hmm. um, the Trinity site is in the dead center of New Mexico on the north end of the White Sands Missile Range, which you'll know where that is being, I haven't been in Alamogordo. Yeah. Um, so it's at the north end of the missile range, right in the dead center of the state. Um and they only open up the Trinity site uh, two days a year. Mm. So, yeah, it's um, it, it's cool. a really interesting tour. Really yeah. is interesting. I went years ago, and I want to go again. Um, hopefully, I'll make it out there. Uh, I'm hoping in April I'll let the fervor yeah. die down a little bit um, and go check it out next April. But. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to when you see it. Maybe we should do a uh, bonus episode about it. All right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I should have some downtime in as a school. got to get ready for school starting with the kids. Uh, next week we'll be starting that for my homeschool kids because they start August 1st. Um, then the next week after that I'll be back in Houston with my – uh, brain procedures that they're going to do. Um, and then uh, I should have some time right after that. And then I'll be in up in Oklahoma uh, around the 12th and 13th, checking in my kid back in at uh, Oklahoma State. Um, so I'll be up in your area. Maybe I can get a chance to swing by. Uh, either that or I can, uh, I can drive up to... Uh... I can drive to Stillwater. That's a weekend, so. Who in the world is ringing my doorbell? 
Go away! It's a Kripken. All right. Um, uh, yeah, so you got. let me go find out who's ringing my doorbell. Uh, you guys uh, start to uh, do your pick, Steve. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So I guess we're doing the uh, Rebel Rock Radio picks now. And um, I'm actually going to talk to you a bit about a uh, role-playing game that I recently played at the shop. Um, this game was uh, designed by the guy that owns the store. Uh, his name is Dave. Uh, um, and uh, it's a really fun game. I mean, it's like if you're kind of burnt out on D&D and looking for something that's just kind of real relaxed and chill, but just like a ton of fun. Um, this is the game to check out. It is called Badge Quest. Uh, so I'm going to talk about it a bit, but I want to play this video about it first. In a town like no other, where secrets lurk around every corner, a group of courageous young girls are about to embark on the adventure of a lifetime. Introducing Badge Quest, Mystery of Elazar Manor, the thrilling and unique role-playing game that'll ignite your imagination and test your bravery. Choose your path wisely as you become one of the brave blossoms, a dedicated group of girls determined to make a difference. You will play as one of six distinct archetypes. Are you the athlete, sporty and tough, climbing and swimming are your strengths, or are you the detective, the puzzle solver of the team? Maybe you're the enforcer, the intimidator of foes and defender of the group. Perhaps you're the entrepreneur, the charmer of the group, or are you the sneaky scout, survival expert? None of those. Well, maybe you're the leader with their commanding presence. Whoever you choose, your unique skills and traits will be essential to overcoming the challenges you'll face. Together, you will sell cookies to raise funds, buy gear, earn badges to climb the ranks, and immerse yourself in an adventure filled with secrets. As a backer, you'll receive the full-length campaign book, your gateway to an unforgettable experience. Packed with original rules, a hair-raising mystery, and brand new content, it's the ultimate companion for both new and experienced players. You'll also receive an exclusive enamel pin badge if you're an early bird backer. So join us and unleash your inner strength as you face a unique blend of spine-chilling encounters, fun puzzles utilizing your archetype's distinct skills, Oh, and selling cookies, of course. Pledge your support today and join the brave blossoms on a journey where cookies, courage, and horror collide in the most extraordinary way. Badge Quest, mystery of Elazar Manor, dare to face the supernatural. July 18th, 2023. Join the adventure today. All right, so that is Badge Quest. That was a, a little uh, Kickstarter um, advertisement that, that they put together. And uh, yeah, so uh, basically you play as, uh, you're, you're not Girl Scouts, but for more, you know, for lack of a better way, because they can't, they can't call themselves Girl Scouts. But um, they're basically Girl Scouts and your whole goal in the game is to sell cookies and solve mysteries. Um, and it's, uh, 
yeah, it was a, it's a lot of fun. And I just put a link to the Kickstarter there in the chat room and then it'll also be in the show notes um so the the full version of the game is not out yet uh because the kickstarter just launched on tuesday uh but there's like a like in the store we've got the we've got the beta version i guess is what you'd call it um and we've been playing that and we've been running it and it's it's a load of fun. It's so easy to learn. Um, I'm hoping to get some folks from the uh, from the Red Five Tavern interested in maybe and uh, getting together and maybe running them through that online. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, when the Kickstarter launched on Tuesday, the the, uh, the project was fully funded in 90 minutes. Um, so it didn't take long to get it, uh, to get it, uh, funded. Uh, in fact, I think it's probably, oh, it is, it is well over doubled its, um, its goal already. Uh, so its goal, its goal was 15,000 and it's made close to, uh, 42, uh, 43,000. Uh, hey, DJ's back. Um, so yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's so much fun. Uh, check it out if you get a chance. That's my pick Ooh. of the week. <laughs> awesome, Diamond, you got a pick for the week? I do not have a pick for the week. I I haven't really watched or anything this week. No movies, nothing other than Oppenheimer and Barbie, and we already talked about that. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't have uh, I don't have one either. Well, Oppenheimer can be your pick. Actually, what you you want to know what's scarier than cryptids is uh, I watched Barbie second. I watched Oppenheimer first, oh, so wow. we watched it. We watched about midday, about three o'clock. We get out around six, and the wave of pink coming through the doors was the scariest <laughs> thing in the world. I kid you not. I couldn't see the sky because of just how much sequence and shiny and all of that and the click clacking of high heels from all ages it was definitely horrifying i'll say that <laughs> so uh you know we're kind of trying things out here trying out different formats and to give you guys the best experience and whatnot so um one of the things that we're going to try to do is just pick out a couple of news items as well. Uh, Are you, you're not going to do your pick? I don't have one. Oh, I thought you said you did. I can't remember what it was. Oh, okay. I, I had one, and I, I, yeah, I that that ship has sailed. All righty. Um, if I think of it in a little bit, I'll mention it. But I, gotcha. No idea. No idea. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, so a couple of, uh, news items that, uh, and I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget them. Um, so we still have the, uh, ongoing strike situation. Uh, but, uh, there you go. Uh, between the, I guess, production companies and whatnot versus the writers, actors, um, crew, uh, and whatnot, I actually watched an interesting video uh, where they detailed 
just the sheer numbers of people, not including actors that are affected by, uh, by this, uh, whether it's uh, grips or, um, you know, just production people, uh, assistants and uh, cameramen and whatnot. So, um, so that is uh, still going on. Uh, hopefully we will get a, a quick and most importantly fair settlement uh, out of this. Uh, and we can continue to uh, enjoy the fruits of labor uh, and love that uh, that all these talented people uh, put in to give us the quality entertainment that we get. So uh, yes, in uh, the in the strike, so Marisha can go back to work. I agree, a hundred percent. She's an amazing costume designer, uh, and uh, definitely need. Uh, some of that. So, hey, Steve, if you're ever looking for some uh, leopard print for Rebel Rock Radio stuff, talk to Marissa. I bet she could probably design something for you. <laughs> but yeah, um, so there's that one. Um, we also um, got news. I think this was uh, came out today that I saw this, uh, that uh, they are still in production for uh, the Lando series. Now they did have um, uh, a writer attached uh, and a producer attached, but they have left. And almost immediately, Donald Glover said, "You know what? Uh, me and my I think it's his brother are going to uh, take it upon themselves to uh, put out that content." Uh, you know, hey, as they say, it's one step closer to make Solo Two happen. So I am hopeful that uh, we'll get something cool from there. Uh, and uh, last news item, hey, you know what? We are inching closer to Ahsoka. Uh, trailers have dropped. I think we're up to two now. Uh, photos uh, have, uh, have been coming out. Plot leaks galore, which we're not getting into. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the news and the excitement is building for this show. Uh, I really can't wait for this one. Um, and I am hoping that uh, the Lando show is not Solo 2. I'm hoping that it is a precursor to uh, Solo 2. I would love to see a second Solo movie. I know a lot of people were down on it. Uh, I actually enjoyed it. So, yeah, give me more. I don't care if they recast it. A lot of people didn't like Alden Emmerich. Ah, oh, fine. Find somebody else. Just give me more solo. So, and uh, yeah, that's the news, which of course brings us to another song. What you got, Steve? All right. We've got time for another song. Let's see. Um, what is the next song? Next one comes from a band out of Oslo, Norway called Cocktail Slippers. And we are playing a new single from them that just dropped on June 30th. And it is called Good Love. So here's Good Love by Cocktail Slippers. Tell you about this gal I met. I ask her for a lot. She bummer. A cigarette. She let her dust feel up. She said, ooh, 
She had the world in her hands till she wanted more. Fame, fortune, and a million boys. Fancy houses, buying cars and dolls. She said, Oh, that she wanted was love, but she found. Slippers. I like that one. Yeah, it's, um, good stuff. Bouncy. Yeah, definitely good. Uh, so, uh, before we get into our uh, discussion here, uh, I've been using Streamyard for I don't know how long now, uh, and I just now saw a spot where I can because I used to have to have YouTube open to comment in the chat. And StreamYard open so I could see the video and do all the stuff there. Unless you're the actual host, and then you can type comments. But mm-hmm. now I could link my YouTube into StreamYard, so now I can type and post comments right from StreamYard. So new feature that I've seen. So pretty cool. Yeah, that that's actually new. That hasn't been there the whole time. Nice. All right. I was yeah. about to, I was you know, thinking I was going crazy. But uh, 
All right. Uh, so yeah, we're um, we're gonna start so, up our. So so Megan left a comment here. Yeah. You see this one? Uh, she she can make kilts. Um. So I have well, a question about the uh, the spirit wear. Can you do a crop top? Just for you. Yeah, that's it. That that's it. That's all I need. I'm a Ezekiel Elliott half shirt. Promote. <laughs> More like Rufus. <laughs> oh, okay. That's horrifying. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but yeah, um, so we're going to start our discussion on uh, cryptids here. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys, uh, what are cryptids? What do you think cryptids are? If, if you don't already know, or what do you think that they are? If you're not hundred percent sure, Donovan. So the best way to say, at least for me, a cryptid is something that we have yet to fully discover something that has been seen, but there's no definitive proof. So we're just like, Oh yeah, this isn't an animal technically. But it yeah. technically is an animal. Something that they, I mean, something that's out there, but hasn't technically been proven by science. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, um, and I mean, not surprisingly enough. So does that make us cryptids? No, I guess not. I, I'm a cryptid. I, I'm I a agree cryptid. with that. hundred uh, percent. Science cannot identify me whatsoever. No, no. Um, or at least figure out what's wrong with me. But you know, that's a different story. Um so, yeah, it, and like most things, uh, you know, there is a large following in pop culture when it comes to the unexplained, whether it's uh, aliens, whether it's vampires, whether it's ghosts, whether it's something else, which this is kind of the category that is something else. So I picked... Uh, 10 of the most popular. Now, this is not uh, uh, a 100%, you know, hey, here's all of them list, but uh, did a little bit of research on these uh, and uh, from all over the world. And I've just picked 10 just to talk about real quick. Uh, just, you know, give us a basis on some of the cryptids that are out there. Some of these have had movies made out of them or TV shows, um, stories or whatnot. Uh, but uh, we're going to start with the Mongolian death worm. Now, this is an interesting one. Have you guys ever heard of this one? No, I have not. I have uh, from that show Lost Tapes. That's about it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so this one is, uh, I guess in uh, China, Mongolia, I don't know, is Mongolia even a place anymore? I don't know. It's, uh, it's all over in, uh, Asia over there, over close to the Gobi desert. Um, and it is a, uh, a large, um, worm that just eats everything uh it has uh, lots of reports of you know hey it's uh you know it's this or it's that it looks like this 
uh, you know, hey, the death worm did this, but there's actually been no official sightings of it or anything. So that's kind of why it's on the, uh, you know, low end of this one. But there's enough stories out there where they even made a movie about it, uh, about the Mongolian death worm. So uh, it, it's pretty interesting. Looks like a giant uh, centipede type thing that just, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's just odd. Does it look like this? <laughs> like Kirby? No, not Kirby. No, oh. that's the Alaskan bullworm from SpongeBob. Oh, oh. No, yes, it does actually. It kind of looks like that, though. Um, you know, uh, there's uh, reports that it's uh, uh, pale in color uh, up to like a rose tinted uh, type color with a little bit of shades of red in there. Um but yeah, it's uh, it could it's uh, supposedly can kill at a distance. Uh, it sprays venom. Uh, it has like an electric discharge if it can get a hold of you. Um, you know that it's uh, it lives mainly underground. Um, but it's it's pretty interesting. So. Uh, another one that uh, seems to come up fairly um, uh, fairly widespread throughout the world uh, is a phenomenon called the phantom cat. The phantom cat. Phantom, phantom cat. cat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so larger than normal cat-like um, being. Um, uh, some people call it uh, an ABC, alien big cat. I, I don't know. Uh, but there's stories from uh, Australia and Canada, China, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Great Britain, Ireland, India, Italy, Luxembourg, Netherlands, New Zealand, Spain, Switzerland, and the U.S. Uh, that uh, have uh, all claims to see these abnormally large cats, uh, sometimes that they meld into shadows or they are uh, like a more of a shadow cat. Uh, very rarely seen, just a phenomenon. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just a big cat. Have you ever seen Max? Uh, you ever seen yeah. Earl? I mean, no, no. Earl Earl has nothing on Max. Max is like, I I took a picture of them uh, cuddling together about a week or so ago. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, Max like just towers in girth over Max. Max yeah. is a fat kitty. <laughs> if you've never seen Max, <laughs> he's he's a fat little guy. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just a fat cat. <laughs> yeah, yes. it, it could be. I, don't know. I was looking this up. They're, uh, for the United States part, they're seeing a lot in Arizona and New Mexico. That's horrifying. <laughs> that is horrifying. That is, oh, God, that's scary. I don't like that. I'm not going outside anymore. Oh, I mean... Yeah, it's it's strange. I mean, man, I know that I have seen 
uh, in East Texas when I was uh, in high school, there were not supposedly any Panthers in East Texas. Yeah. Yet when I drove home from school one day, there was one in my driveway. And I'm like, that's not, that's not a mountain lion. It's not a bobcat. Yeah. Cause you know, we have those, this was a panther. Yeah. And it, yeah, I, I sat in my car until it decided it wanted to leave and I ran into the house and uh, yeah, but I lived in the woods, so yeah, who knows, but, oh yeah, you were, you were just prime primed for it. I'm just telling you that thing back there is real. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, I couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. Uh, Steve, you know what that's from? Um, it doesn't you come to mind. It, it's uh, some sort of uh, TikTok or something that was out there. Some lady saw something on the back of a plane. Oh, now nah, you know I don't. I don't do the TikTok all that much. I, me either. But I, it, it was a TikTok that was on Facebook. So, oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it made the rounds. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, uh, well, I mean, so that's one. Um, another one that is there, which, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people will uh, probably recognize uh, this one. Uh, and uh, it is the Thunderbird. Have you guys heard of this one? I'm yeah. sure you have. Yes. But- yeah. Yeah. It would it would probably be more common for you, Steve, wouldn't it? Since it, fr- where you're from, it, it might be. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're uh, they're kind of all over uh, Pacific Northwest, uh, Southwest, East Coast of the United States, the Great Lakes, the Great Plains. Um, you know, it's is uh, uh, it. You know, lots of indigenous tribes have uh, different stories about these. The Alagwankans, uh, the Ojibwe, uh, Menomine, uh, the Suins. Uh, there's just so, so many different uh, tales of this large, larger than life uh, bird. And you know, hey, it, it it's popular enough where they made a car named a Thunderbird. So I guess enough said on that one. I mean, if it if it's that if it that's uh, uh yeah, uh, Tina says that they have Thunderbird stories in Arizona. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to have been just this huge bird that just. It, and had lots of omens uh, attached to the different tales. Uh, some of them good, some of them bad. Um, uh, some of them had uh, tales that uh, it was a, when the Thunderbird came, it was uh, time for a new beginning. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. So uh, this next one that, uh, that I saw on there uh, was one called the Jersey Devil. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of that one. 
All right. Yeah. So and we're talking about the cryptid, not the not the hockey player. Uh, yes, yes, not the hockey player or um, not the Giants or the Jets. Uh, may those teams both burn down to the ground. Uh, um, just saying. Um, but yeah, um, uh, you know, it's um, you know, they, it, it's popular enough where a hockey team, professional hockey team, was named after uh, this cryptid um, said to inhabit the uh, the forests and the pine barrens in South Jersey. Which I mean, it's Jersey, so why not? I everything happens in Jersey, but yeah, 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 Spencer. I yes, I know it's a, it's sports, but it is just for a brief second. You'll you'll be all right. Um, the history of the Jersey Devil <laughs> itself is scary to think about how that how that came to be all on its own. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the description, you know, it's a like a bipedal kangaroo-like, wyvern-like creature with a horse or goat-like head, leathery bat wings and horns, small arms with clawed hands, uh, could have cloven hooves, a pitched fork or pointed tail, supposed to move extremely quickly and has uh, emits a blood-curdling scream. So, I mean, just that alone, I mean... Horrifying. Horrifying. And and who's to say, I mean, look at the platypus. Who's to say that something like that doesn't exist? I mean, you got a platypus that's kind of like a mixture of 16 different animals in and of itself. So... (laughs) I've never, yeah, I've never been to that part of the country, but from everything that I've watched on cryptids, that forest is supposed to be so dense that people like midday can barely see the ground because of how, how lively the, the leaves are and the branches are on the tree. So, I mean, once you're in there by yourself, who knows what you really see? Yeah. Yeah. Megan said, that sounds like a whole bunch of Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, heck, hey, that's, uh, you know, man, is it possible? Sure. Um, I know in Connecticut they have something called a fisher cat, and the fisher cat has a scream like what's that supposed to be as well. Um, and yeah, I've heard one of those, and it was fairly terrifying i thought it was a kid screaming it like late at night and i it was like one of my first few weeks when we moved to connecticut and i'm like what in the world was that and it was not you know my neighbor's like oh it's just a uh just a fisher cat i'm like what the hell's a fisher cat so but yeah it was it was pretty interesting um so yeah uh let's get to one more before we um take a break here and I think everyone's going to know this one. Uh, and then, but there's a lot of um, a lot of speculation on whether or not this thing actually is real or not. And that is the Loch Ness monster, Old Nessie. Huh. Um. I mean, I'm a little surprised that 
it's as low on the list as it is. I, I, I think I, when I was thinking, I think what played a part into my structure of the list is, you know, and this is my list. It's not just one I found, you know, uh, online somewhere. Uh, I actually picked up a whole bunch of them. Uh, and there's a lot that I didn't even include in here. Um, and I think what played more in my mind was uh, whether or not the hoax believability, because there's been several that came forward that said, yeah, I know that was me um, throughout the years. And so that, but I don't know, some of the tales go back years before these people are even around. Um, and I think that they took those tales and then manufactured something to try to drive up the hype. But who's to say that this, it doesn't exist or it, you know, it very well could. Uh, Loch Ness is one of the deepest uh, that's around. It connects to a whole bunch of different bodies of water. I we've seen... Yeah, they used to think that sharks just swam around the equator, but now you know we find sharks in the Arctic Ocean. Who's to say that there's not something that is there? It it really, I guess, could happen, but you know, I don't know. And that begs the question: How scary is the ocean? Because, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, it, it's funny because uh, I was reading some articles today about uh, about that. And it's like, why are people so afraid of large open bodies of water? You don't know what's down there. You can only go so far before the pressure just absolutely collapses in on you. And there's life that's down there. Yeah. So who knows what's down in the depths where we can't even reach. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy, but I think that's a good place to uh, stop, take a break break. We can, uh, you know, we can get to this list here and a little bit more, only have a few more left. Then we'll talk more about uh, pop culture, but what do you got for a third song, Steve? Let's see. I have a band based out of Gainesville, Florida, and they are called As Friends Rust. And good comes out of Florida, Shanti. Sorry. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they said it. I didn't. Uh, so they have a new album coming out on August 8th called Any Joy and that's coming out on End Hitch Records so we are playing a song from that upcoming album and that's what we're going to play so that is uh, As Friends Rust and the song is Positive Mental Platitudes
I, as friends, rust with positive mental platitudes. Nice. I like that song. Um, it reminded me of somebody, but I can't remember who. Yeah. It, it um, reminds me of another band that I can't really place either. But, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I'll think of it, and I'll, I'll message you later because I'm sure it'll come yeah. to me. But, yeah, yeah it's uh, – it, it the lead singer, the voice, is very similar to somebody uh, – another band. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. All right, so uh, let's get back on this list here because, you know, believe it or not, we're actually uh, – uh, time's moving on, and we want to get to uh, – the uh, pop culture segment of this. Um, so uh, this next one is uh, one that a lot of people will uh, recognize. There's been tons of stories uh, throughout history uh, from all over the world. Um, uh, movies upon movies. Uh, there's even one about a little one of these uh, that uh, has uh, two big movies. One was a cartoon one is a live-action remake that kind of stirred up a lot of hoopla, and that is Mermaids. Mermaids are a cryptid. Um, wow. Yeah, we, uh, we actually haven't ever seen uh, one, and, you know, uh, where you could study it scientifically, uh, rumors and other things that are uh, abound about these treasured creatures. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, mermaids is, uh, is number, uh, five on the list counting down to the, uh, to the possibly the most, um, popular cryptid number five mermaids. I should have been, uh, numbering them as we went down. So, uh, yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of mermaids? Uh, I mean, I, I don't doubt their existence. Could be. Um, I saw the Animal Planet mockumentary they made of it like a decade ago, but that's about it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't believe that they are that they are. Oh, that is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna give me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> The funny part is I blinked before that, so when I opened my eyes, it was just that was there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, at least you could have picked the some from like the Pirates Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh I mean, no, no. Or or Ariel. I mean, come on. No, gotta gotta be gotta be uh accurate. Yeah, gotta be accurate. Yeah, yeah. Uh I mean it, it very well could. It's like one of those things. It's uh, you know, Atlantis did you know, was there an actual thing of Atlantis? Uh a lot of people think and not just from like Aquaman or anything like that, but they relate mermaids with Atlantis, could have possibly been there. Um lots of um uh ships claim to uh, see mermaids uh, out in the wild, but who knows? I mean, they're so loaded up on rum that maybe they, uh, you know, they were seeing things or maybe they were just so starved for, uh, for attention and seeing other people other than their crewmates that they just 
happen to see things. Um, uh, you know, you, you just I, who knows? Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, hey, uh, Eric Massey's in the chat. Welcome, Eric. Um, yeah, and who knows? Maybe they are just smart enough to hide. Uh, they seem to everything I've seen as far as their portrayal or whatnot in the stories. They are highly intelligent. So, and and who knows? Maybe there's other things. Maybe it's an advanced civilization that is uh, there, and they just know how to cloak themselves. You know, perhaps. Uh, yes, I agree. Science fictionary. Um, that is a extremely strong candidate for Atlantis, but that's for another show. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, number four is, uh, I guess more from, uh, mine and Donovan's neck of the woods. Yes. El Chupacabra. Ooh. I'm telling you this, uh, I, I've actually gone chupacabra hunting up in Sandia, uh, hoping to find something that's out there. And I'm not just not just the peak where everybody yeah. goes, but out in Breaking Bad territory out there, um, trying to find something. Yeah, um, oh, uh, it's uh, more of the uh, Southwest United States, um, Latin America. Uh, Mexico, um, yeah, I, uh, Steve put the picture up there, um, you know, I, who knows, there's so many stories, and I've talked to a lot of people up in the Albuquerque area who have claimed to have seen something up there, and, they had no idea of this other person that's in the other valley that had a similar experience and it then collaborate, co collaborated or had the same story of yeah. what it looked like, how it acted and everything. So, you know, it, very, very, very possible that there's something out there like that. Um, you know, in, especially with our pop culture, everything is more horror driven. Uh, I've never heard of uh, a, really a story where it was something was, you know, where it attacked a human. It was always animals and things like that. Uh, but, you know, throw in uh, Hollywood in there, they're going to have it, uh, you know, attack a school bus, you know, full of kids, you know, just to drive of ticket sales. But, very possible it could be some sort of animal that is just out there. I mean, with the chupacabra, like there has only ever been two different variations of it. Like nobody has ever seen a leopard printed one, or like how you know, Bigfoot has a lot of different versions, or even mermaids, or this, that, and the other. It's they see this same animal. So mm -hmm. I 100% believe that it either was real or still is active. Um, and that, that horrifies me, but also excites me too, because that means that there's just more things, this part of the world that we have yet to discover, even though we're in a desert. Yeah. Yeah. I, and 
that's uh, and that's uh, a point right there. We live in a very sparsely populated area. You know, there you have Santa Fe, Albuquerque uh, up there. That's everything else is, you know, a couple of thousand people, you know, in in an area. And there's so much of the the time that or the uh, uh, the the space that's unoccupied Uh, here. We have uh, Roswell uh, in Artesia in Carlsbad. And then that's it for hundreds of miles. It takes three and a half hours to get to El Paso from where we are. Yeah. And there's nothing in between uh, other than oil field stuff. So, and not only that, I mean, and yes, this is some Bigfoot type stuff, but, or not Bigfoot, um, uh, Godzilla type thing. They detonated an atomic bomb out here. Who knows what sort of radiated monster or animal has been created from all of that radiation. You know, you never know. It's possible. Very, very possible that something's out there. I, I just don't think it's really horror driven. Speaking of horror driven, I guess is, uh, is the next one more paranormal. Uh, and I'm not sure if, uh, you guys have ever been there. Uh, but this one, um, uh, originated in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Yes. Ooh. Yes. And, um, a- a- am I the only one that's ever been there? No, I've, I've never been there, but I'm excited no. for who you're about to say. Yeah, I've never been there. All right, so I actually went and did some investigations. Uh, as a lot of people may or may not know, I uh, was at uh, up to a few years ago a paranormal investigator. Uh, I went all over the country tracking down different stories. In one of my travels, I did go to Point Pleasant to try to figure out what's going on with the Mothman. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, uh, sorry, just reading some of the chat. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, the Mothman, uh, Point P- uh, Pleasant, uh, is, uh, 1966, 67. Um, there was, uh, some sightings of this, um, being with red eyes, wings, kind of looked like a moth, uh, or a giant bat type thing. Um, you know, it's, uh, a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a larger crane. Um, I don't know if I can absolutely believe that with all the other stuff that went along with uh, this observance that happened. Um, But, you know, it's... Who knows? Uh, It's awfully coincidental to have a cryptid that is also associated with a lot of paranormal type things, uh, predicting the future, 
um, uh, telekinesis, the, the ability to read thoughts, to communicate over long distances, just a lot of different things that are associated with this. That's not normally animalistic behavior, so I don't know how valid that this one is. So I love Mothman. Um, my favorite, he's my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card. Like people have made him huge. Um, especially my generation has made him ginormous after what we've seen. Uh the fact that we that there are accounts of seeing something like him days before Chernobyl happened, that he is he was still seen during the pandemic in Chicago, like well, something of his caliber, a dark flying shadow with red eyes. Mothman by far is my favorite cryptid. I love the history. I love the fact that when he was first seen in Point Pleasant, it was by accident through grave robbing um for anybody who looks into his history like it, it's insane to see that i don't believe that it's a cryptid per se um it 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 has that ability to where it's predicted it was seen before the bridge collapsed it's seen before multiple different tragedies um i'm reading the chat and somebody put killer moth in gotham city <laughs> But overall, it I, I love Mothman. Mothman's my favorite. It it definitely was really cool to um uh to get some of the stories, like not firsthand, firsthand, but from the people of that area. Uh, it's a lot like Roswell during the UFO festival. Oh yeah. Uh so there's Mothman everything in that area. You go yeah. T-shirts and statues and all sorts of different kinds of hats and things that give you like this moth type, you know, uh, appearance with the red eyes. There's it, it's yeah, it's, it's a lot like Roswell. A um, lot less people, though. Um, I think there's only like 10,000 people, seven to 10,000 people Ooh. in Pleasant. It's not very big. Uh, but it's very touristy and, and things like that. And but a lot of people have stories, and you know how much of that is just people telling stories, or how much of it is actually accurate. Kind of like Roswell, you know. Nobody here's seen a, a UFO or an alien, but if you ask them, oh yeah, I saw one last week, and yeah. blah, 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 you know, uh, oh yeah, let me take you on a tour, twenty bucks, you know, and. Yeah, but how, how valid is it? Yeah. Oh, I feel so now you. We're, we're, now we're down to the top two. This one goes by several names. Uh, a lot of it is based in the Pacific Northwest, mm -hmm. all the way down to uh, Mississippi, uh, Texas, um, all over the place. Um, plus... If you really want to take uh, all the different types of things, uh, the Himalayans, uh, Nepal, um, and of course we're talking about Bigfoot, Sasquatch, or the Yeti. Uh, I think they're all pretty much the same thing. We could probably all, you know, 
uh, agree that, you know, hey, whatever it is, there's probably different, you know, just like people, they live in different regions. Um, so there we go. Uh, Bigfoot. Um, I don't know. Have you guys ever been on a Bigfoot hunt? No, I haven't. No, no, I have not. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, that one's walking like an Egyptian, so it's really kind of, you know, he must have been <laughs> listening to the Bengals as he made his way through uh, through that territory. Um, uh, good point, Spencer. What if Bigfoot has tiny feet? I, you just never know. Um, I've actually been on a Bigfoot hunt. I've been on two. Uh, one uh, in uh, Texas, in East Texas, and one a little bit further north, uh, I guess more towards the uh, Texarkana type um, area. So on the border of Texas, Louisiana, and Arkansas. Um, definitely interesting. Uh, I'm not a expert tracker by any means. Uh, but I have seen some odd shaped tracks that look more bipedal than anything. Um, I, I can't say that they are, it was a big foot. Cause again, who knows how big feet actually, how big their feet are. Um, it was a large, it was barefoot and large, uh, larger, I'd say 14, 16, Maybe Shaq was going through the wood. You never know. Um, but, you know, that's uh, that would be amazing, Spencer, if there were people that uh, dressed up in costumes. Kind of reminds me, there's a there's a meme that's going or that, that I just saw. In fact, my wife sent it to me the other day. Uh, it said, uh, Bigfoot costume, $500. Ewok costume, $250. Messing with my best friend's trail cam, priceless. <laughs> and you know, and it's you get you see the you know the Wookiee yeah. standing there on and you know in a trail cam footage, and it, it's amazing. But yeah, that would be awesome. Um, I is could there be something out there, some sort of ape person? I don't know. What do you what do you guys think? Um, I've always been hesitant on Bigfoot, uh, especially after. Um, Josh Gates from Destination Truth uh, claimed to have found that Yeti footprint that him or his team can't really go mu into much detail how they stump randomly stumbled upon it in the Himalayas. Uh, other than that, I'm, I'm not really big into Bigfoot. Um, there's not there hasn't been too big of a crowd for me, I guess. I've never had an interest in him as much. Steve, you were up in that area, in the Seattle area. That's pretty big up there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's big there. It's also big in uh, Colorado. Mm. Uh, but um, I mean, I'm not I'm not like a Bigfoot aficionado or anything. But um, I I would have to say, like most of these, um, I don't doubt their existence. Um, you know, as, as you said, as you know, the way Hollywood portrays this particular one is, is more than likely, uh, quite a bit off, uh, but, um, yeah. 
but I still think there's something something to be said about um, you know a a ape like creature. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's just some sort of like pre Neanderthal that never evolved. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that there could be there 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 really could be um, as dense as the forest is in East Texas, where there's sightings, uh, whether it's the Rockies or um, up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, for me, the big issue is uh, land is now at a premium. Uh, people are everywhere. Uh, I think that we would have seen more. Sightings would have been more frequently. Uh, if there are, they possibly could have been moved or moved up to Canada or, you know, where it's harder to reach maybe you know, uh, some of the, uh, the, the upper Rocky mountains or something like that, where people have a hard time getting to. Uh, but I mean, yeah, uh, it, it possible, but who knows? So this last one that we have before we get into some of the more popular, um, pop culture references, uh, werewolves. Now, some people don't classify werewolves as a cryptid. Uh, I think I would, uh, given their origin. Uh, and um, just the, the condition that it is. Uh, so, yeah, werewolves, uh, possibly the most popular type of cryptid, especially in pop culture, because there's lots lots of movies, lots of stories, lots of television where it comes into these uh, lycanthropes uh, and whatnot. Uh, in fact, one of my favorite movies uh, that we talked about just the other day uh, is based off of uh, werewolves. Uh, Twilight? No, God, no. <laughs> Somebody kick him. <laughs> You're done. Get out. Like, uh, but yeah, um, Underworld. But I mean, I mean, I like Underworld mainly for Celine. But you know, sure. Uh, you know, she just had a birthday. Uh, the the actor, not the not the vampire. Right. Uh, yeah, she just turned fifty. Like just a few days ago. Fifty. Yeah. Oh, she's just a couple years older than me. Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've got a question about this, actually, that you might be able to answer. What you got? What is the difference between a werewolf and a lichen? I, I've read read different answers. I'm just getting your take on it. So the difference between a werewolf and a lichen, a lichen... Uh, is supposedly a naturally changing being. Mm. Not necessarily okay. having to do with a bite or a transference of fluid, which is more of the werewolf type thing. So, yeah, lichens are, uh, were more shapeshifters 
that preferred shapes of wolves versus, uh, you know, a mixed type, mm-hmm. you know, uh, human slash wolf combination. So, so what I have read is the difference is a werewolf can change back into a human, whereas a lichen cannot. Um, yeah, I really haven't heard too much on that one. Uh, both, both of them had the ability to change back and forth. Lichens were supposed to be able to change at will. Uh, whereas werewolves were only cha- uh, able to change on uh, lunar cycles. See, now, if you've watched all of the Underworld movies, oh, I um, you have not watched all of them? No. Okay. So the first, according to Underworld lore, uh, the first Lycan, uh, who was William, um, started out as a human, and after he was bit and turned into the lichen, he was never able to change back into a human. Mm. And it actually did not get until, um, oh, geez, now I forgot his name. Lucian. Lucian. Yeah. Lucian. He was the first lichen that was able to revert back into a human. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, most research that I've done on it is, you know, it, that lichens were more shapeshifters hmm. uh, and could do it at, at will. Um, and it was predominantly a wolf shape. Uh, whereas the werewolf uh, was uh, lunar cycle. So happened on a full moon type thing. Um, now, whether I there, I mean, and there's throughout history, there's been stories about this particular thing. So very similar to uh, vampire uh, lore uh, all over the world. A very similar type of story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, nowadays, uh, it, it, are they real? hard to say. I know that there are people that pattern their lives after that type of behavior. There's people that pattern their lives after vampire type behavior as well. Doesn't necessarily mean that they are and have all the power that the uh, mythology of these cryptids uh, say that they do. Um, yeah, there's people that drink blood. Uh, that doesn't mean that they can't go out in sunlight. Doesn't mean that they can live forever. Right. They, they just, you know, same thing with, uh, I don't think that there's shape shifters. Um, lunar cycles are powerful things. They really are. Uh, lunar cycles power the waves, um, that gives us the tides. Um, it definitely affects people. But I don't think it affects people enough to cause a bodily change to revert into a different type of species. Yeah. But, you know, I guess it all depends on how, uh, you know, how deep that people believe. Yeah. Um, It's all very interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The last thing I was going to mention before we get into... Uh, some of the pop culture references of uh, cryptids. 
Um, and let me see if I can pronounce it. Do you know what a, uh, a tulpa is? <laughs> Donovan, you, have you ever heard of it? A tulpa? What, what did you call me? I have no idea. <laughs> T-U-L-P-A. Tulpa. I have, I have never heard of that. Okay. Um, a lot of it comes from um, Eastern religion, uh, philosophy, uh, where if you put thought into something for long enough and hard enough, then that thought can become reality. A lot of a lot of people think that now it's more modern age where if you think it, you can do it type thing. Oh, manifesting, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So there, there were studies that were done by monks uh, in the Himalayan type area where they could actually focus their thoughts and focus their energy and create a being. And yeah, you guys uh, no. ne have never heard of this. Oh no, I'm saying no. I don't oh. want to do that. No, I'm good. So, in a, a lot of things, uh, and they were actually like Mothman is could possibly be a uh, tulpa that was created by someone that put enough thought and energy and actually believed into this being that it actually manifested and took shape. Now, whether or not that's actually possible, it's really hard to, I mean, there's studies left and right on the power of positivity um, versus the power of negativity. Um, I don't think that, you know, people really, I don't know if we can really do that type of thing, but who knows, it might be possible. And a lot of the things that you hear about could be something of that nature, a scientific explanation of what it is and why it is. And if it, if the person after they manifest it, either decides to discard doesn't necessarily mean that whatever it is has gone away. It's kind of like when you create matter, you can't uncreate it. If you have this power of thought and this consciousness and put it together and can manifest this energy, it doesn't just go away. Okay, I like that, but I also don't so like that. That could be... <laughs> a possible explanation on some of these cryptids. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, that was something that, that we did as, uh, as far as a research project uh, with one of the paranormal uh, groups that I was a part of. Um, so, hey, Alan's here. Thanks for stopping by, Alan. Uh, but yeah, um, I know we're running a little long. Um, I actually didn't think that this was going to take that long. Um, I blame Steve. 
Yeah, you can blame me. I'm I'm the one that I decided to show up again. And no, no, no. It, it, it's amazing. I, I'm I'm glad that you are here, my friend. Um, but uh, yeah. So quickly, some of the movies that are based on cryptids. Um, Teen you know, Wolf. That made the list. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go non werewolf ones first. Uh, 1987, Harry and the Hendersons, John Lithgow. Amazing movie. Fun, fun, so much fun. I love that movie when I was growing up. Um, 2004, Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness Monster. Then we have some animated ones. Abominable, 2019. Super cute. Uh, Smallfoot. There's my recommendation. My, uh, my uh, Rogue One radio pick. If you haven't seen Smallfoot, go check out Smallfoot. Animated 2018, super cute, lots of fun. Made me feel like I was a kid again. I laughed. I thought it was really cute. Um, 2007, Water Horse. And then possibly Donovan's favorite, 2002, Mothman Prophecy. Yes! <laughs> Richard Gere was in that one. Um, yeah, it was uh, very, very well done. Uh, really stuck to the legends. Did not add anything to it. Didn't need to. Um, it was pretty interesting. Um, and then someone in the chat mentioned this earlier. Uh, I believe this was uh, 1990. Um, Kevin Bacon movie. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh, that uh, probably features the Mongolian death worm, Tremors. We'll have to get into a conversation later about that. I, I, if that is the Mongolian death worm, because yeah, they they took a lot of uh, influences from that, uh, and then Hollywood ended up. But uh, and then of course, uh, you know, the most popular choice uh, or uh, most popular cryptid has the most popular movies. Um, And these go back from all the way back to like 1935. The Werewolf in London, uh, 1941, The Wolfman, um, 1957, I Was a Teenage uh, Werewolf with Michael Landon. Uh, the uh, Pa from Little House on the Prairie was, uh, was a werewolf. Imagine that. Um, then uh, 1985, Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2. Uh, 1994, Wolf, Jack Nicholson, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, Ooh, I'm telling you. Um, yeah, yeah. You thought? Uh, I mean, I thought she looked uh, pretty good in uh, the uh, Ant Man series, but yeah, Wolf, good gravy. Um, then, of course, in uh, 2003 and continuing on, Underworld. Uh, and there's a lot of other movies that are there. Those are just the highlights. Um, but yeah, cryptids, are they real? To, to an extent, I believe that some are. Um, in most of the cases that you mentioned, um, I have to say yes. 
Uh, yeah, I would definitely say that uh, there's a definite possibility, especially after some of the ones that uh, that were mentioned. Um, I can't discount them. I, you, you really can't. You really don't know a lot of what's out there in the world. And we're discovering new things all the time. So very possible. Are they Hollywooded up? Sure. Uh, are they are there tales to uh, to scare kids? Sure. Why not? Um, and tales to scare adults too. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so I know that we went over just a little bit. Um, you know, hey, I appreciate everyone in the chat that uh, that came in. Really couldn't do it without you. We really appreciate you. Thank you, Donovan, for uh, for joining us again. Uh, go uh, go check out Donovan and all of his content over at Drop Zone. Uh, Steve, welcome back. Thank you very much for uh, for joining me tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's not the same without you. Glad you're here. Thanks. Aww. Yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> hey, make sure you go jump over to WSTR. Um, I can't remember what they were talking tonight. Um, um, I, I actually don't remember either. Um, it was something cool. I was like, man, I got to uh, – we got to – finish up so I can switch over to them. But um, I think it's this week. Anyway, uh, so yeah, go check out WSDR Radio um, after us or actually right now. And uh, thanks for coming by. Appreciate you. Thanks. Bye. Oh, what are we talking about next week? I don't know. Uh, okay. Hold on. Uh, oh, uh, MCU Timeline. That convoluted... Uh, who knows where it's going and where are we? Uh, so, yeah, uh, come back, check us out next week for the uh, Timelines MCU. Very cool. All right. Bye, everybody.